re 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 ready Check Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, you know it's a go. Okay, I see they going off, but we gon' rewrite it though. That's right, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, you know it's a go. Okay, I see they going off, but we gon' rewrite it though. That's right, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, you know it's a go. Okay, I see they going off, but we gon' rewrite it though. I said Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, you know it's a go. Okay, I see they going off, but we gon' rewrite it though. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Rewriters Room. We are the men with the pen. We are very excited to be here with you today in a pretty exciting time for the WWE. Uh, this is the boy Armand. Today you can refer to me as uh, st Stimulus Check Sadler, aka uh, PPP Poppy, um, because uh, we're talking about all, all the money. You you guys will understand it more as we get into it, but I'm very happy to be here with my guys. How, how y'all feeling, fellas? What's good? What's good? It's CC, the best rapper and producer in the whole wide world. God body, because I consume healthy products and do towel curls. Benevolent service to the earth, a philanthropist. And every phrase that I say is a gem like Amethyst. You could put any nigga next to me and dope ass women going to look at him like, whose man is this? I may talk a lot, but I only got one thing to say. Love yourself. Keep going. You are the world. So give all you can. Take care of your body, your people and your land. Where my motherfucking hundred grand Chan at? Uh-huh. Oh, man, that was fire. That's new. Isn't it like that? Oh, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh -huh. What's going on, y'all? Uh, recently formed new faction, Midcard Mafia. Um, we are getting <laughs> our just desserts. We're doing what Retribution couldn't do. Um, so please show, please show respect to us. Um, we are here. We don't want a lot. We don't need a title shot that often, but we do mm -hmm. want our place on the pay-per-view, preferably right before the women's title match. That's what mm -hmm. we're going to have our multi-man matches. So look out for us. It's six-pack challenge season. Um, you know, summer stands right around the corner. We're we'll probably gonna get one of those, maybe a maybe a ladder match, maybe a something, but there's definitely gonna be a smossy match. So I'm looking forward to that with the crowds, you know, something to pop them off, some cool spots. So it's a good time to be back at wrestling. That's facts. That is the energy. Um, as you all know, we are a part of the A Show RNC network. If you are not subscribed to the Patreon, we've given you many reasons to, but we gotta talk about invasion diaries by meals that he is doing every single week. The invasion diaries. I I didn't experience the invasion live. I haven't seen a lot of it, but just listening to this podcast every week, it's made me want to go back and really watch everything through to really understand the experience, what Niels is talking about. But just the analysis and the commentary alone with guests like J5, Carlos, uh, Mark, uh, Amp, um, uh, some other guests I can't think of right now. It's just been it's been a really, really exciting uh, time to listen to that podcast. Very interesting podcast. So, Got to give meals his flowers. So on top of bonus content from us, bonus content from the A Show, the War Report, Spot Callers, uh, random episodes talking about WWE 2K22, talking about E3. Like, we got it all for you on the A Show Patreon. And you don't got to pay that much to get a lot. You put in a little to get a lot. Plant the seed, and then the, the plant grows into something beautiful and gives you some food. That's that's what we do on the A Show. We just we planting these seeds for y'all. So... Make sure you tap into that Patreon. But we're going to jump right into this pre-write because we got a lot to cover for you all. So pre-write, current storylines, things that we like in the WWE. Chan, we're going to start with you. What, what, what you feeling? I think you're on mute. Uh, I got a couple things. Um, I looked at the document, got expired. You know, you know how that just goes. Um, so the first thing is that, like, 
obviously with the Bailey injury, very sad. Never want yeah. to see anyone hurt. Like one of the true people, like, I, I mean, it's talked about many times. So I have to go, but like during the pandemic, one of the pandemic all-stars, you know, ding, ding, hello, we're here for it. Um, with her being injured, Liv Morgan was placed into the Money in the Bank match. It's just looking at the field, it feels like we might finally make it happen. Like the people mm. claiming for Liv Morgan to be up, like it feel like this might be her shot. Cause like you look at the match, Alexa Demonic really, I don't see what, how you even, that's like giving the fiend a briefcase. It just doesn't even like make sense. Like a lot of the match mm. I think about it is just like, how like does this person look with the briefcase? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's very well chronicled how often they disrespect Naomi. That's who probably should win it, but we know yeah. how that's gonna go. Um, Racism. Yeah, we know that. Um, <laughs> Nikki Cross, almost superhero. It, it, I can see it. I can see I it happening. See, I could see her winning, but not with the superhero. Now, like it just mm. see it's it's too much to do the superhero and the money in the bank thing at once. Like if you had done right. one then the other, then I would have got it. But like you just did the superhero thing that needs to breathe before you become Miss Money in the Bank, almost superhero. Like then you're just adding way too much to it, and yeah. so. I think I think she's gonna. I think she may win it. You know, I think she she has some cool moves. You know, she can work. She's not like the most technically sound like wrestler, but she she does have good spots, good matches. She does like you could tell she like is getting better like every time she wrestles. So I think it'd be interesting having her be Money in the Bank. I don't really know. The the only issue I'd have with her winning is that I don't really know if she could have a match with Bianca. That would be good. Like I don't know if she could wrestle at that level yet because like Bianca wrestles like one of the best women in the company. And I don't know if Liv could do that. Um, so that's kind of what, what I'm big interested to see, kind of see what they do with that match. And then also my king, the modern day Maharaja, the biggest of big J's has returned, you know, the um, Indian badass, you know, he's back. Jinder Mahal is back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> he's gotten, he's gotten bigger goons, bigger flunkies. Um, he's, you know, the Colossus hitting, immediately into a feud with drew mcintyre hopefully you know this is kind of drew send off you did a good job take a l you know take a couple months off come back for survivor series lead team raw to a resounding win as we know you can drew um but yeah i'm excited for jinder mahal i love jinder mahal i make no secret about that um i'll be interested to see like if he does get into like the vacated united states championship which still you know, AP, <laughs> AP out where, where it's Yo, when's where, the last time he was on the show? It's, it's it's been a few weeks. Not even like a mention. Like not even like uh oh, like I like people talk and no one's talking about the US title, no one's talking about Sheamus, no one's talking about anything, not even like, like on Twitter. Raw, Raw is a three-hour show and the United States champion is not showing up. Bro. Yeah. It, it doesn't he make decided sense. it made more sense to fill time by having a grown ass person decide to be a superhero rather than have an actual person with a fucking championship who's been champion on top before and carried the company at some point. And like, and here's the thing. I know we need to build up for money in bank. So all the people that they were using to like keep him busy need to be pulled out. But the thing is, there are other people. <laughs> yeah, like, it's it's just always ridiculous when it's like the titles don't have huge when it's like no one wants the United States title now. Like, it's just not even important anymore. That That's yeah. important. So I, I'm excited to kind of see these two people coming back. Not new, obviously, but, like, kind of getting a new fresh start, seeing what the company does with them. Because with the roster being trimmed down, which I do, I wouldn't be surprised as we get back to touring that does kind of fluff in back up. Because just with the wear and tear of the track, you're just going to need more people. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it does get more people in. But just with how thin the roster is, like, you're going to need a live to work. Like, you're going to need – gender to work like you just, you just need the bodies like you said um so i'm interested to see kind of what happens with it 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm actually going to piggyback off you with my pre-write because you mentioned Bailey being injured, which is a huge blow to the company, especially the SmackDown women's roster. Like when you you go from Bianca to Bailey, and there's a pretty significant drop off after that. Like Sasha's gone. You know, we are expecting her back pretty soon. We don't know when exactly she'll be back. We have an idea of when she'll be back, but it's nothing confirmed yet. And then it's like, so without Bailey. It's like who and Bianca and Bailey were set to have an I quit match at Money in the Bank. And now it's like, oh, who's going to be an opponent? So we were we were all worried about that. We were concerned about that. And then some, some dirt sheets and spoilers came out leading into SmackDown this past Friday. And we saw that Bianca Belair's opponent next Friday or this upcoming Friday, rather, is going to be Carmella. Now, I, I tweeted this during SmackDown. I think we as a society have moved past the need for Carmella. Um, <laughs> she hasn't had any interesting... The, the most interesting she's been was when she was next to James Ellsworth, you know, and then she won Money in the Bank, which we will talk about later. And then when she was next to Archer doing the, you know, the the dance breaks. But other than that, like... And her, her in-ring might have improved a bit, but it's still not that great, if good at all. Um, her character, like, yeah, she's this, you know, goddess or whatever. I, I I don't care. Like, I'm really not interested. Like, I'm looking forward to Bianca whooping her ass. But for me, and we were talking about this in the uh, Discord, this is a really good opportunity to bring someone up from NXT to face Bianca. And, yeah. you know, it, it, and it's kind of weird to introduce someone and have them lose. But, uh, like, yeah, yeah, they'll lose. But on the other hand, you're introducing them in a really big way by having like, yo, this person we're bringing up from NXT and putting right into a championship match. They don't need a build. They don't need promos introducing them. There's going to be in a championship match. I feel like that's a big deal. And even if they lose to Bianca, that's a storyline for them. It's like, yo, I came up, I got a championship match. I lost. Now I got to work my way through the division, get back to a title match. I also thought, yo, you could bring somebody over from Raw. When's the last time Shayna Baszler got a championship yep. match? I'll that tell you, one. it was WrestleMania 36 when she lost to Becky Lynch. She hasn't been near the Raw Women's Championship since then. Do you remember that one promo in the PC where she told Asuka, yo, I want you to go on and beat whoever, and then, like, I'm going to come to you? She never she never went to see Asuka, ever. She went to the tag team division, and great. granted, it was, she had a really long run with the tag titles, but, you know, besides that, like, Shayna Baszler, the person that we knew her to be when she came up and bit the Becky Lynch on the neck, she hasn't been anywhere near that since. She's been taking a lot of losses to yeah. random people. And she I got Oscar it, for sure. She's getting yeah. Oscar. Yeah. Sure. And it's like, yo, she's 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 talented. Like, I enjoy watching her in ring. She's one of the top women competitors in the active roster right now, but she's been nowhere near a title. And, and you know, I feel like she's one of those people that they want to wait for a crowd. But I just feel like at this point, like, Especially because we're very close to crowds. Like I just bought my tickets to uh, SmackDown and SMG September. Really excited about that. Um, and Money in the Bank's gonna be in front of a crowd. Some of Sam's gonna be in front of a crowd. So like crowds are coming. So giving Shayna this match, even if she lost, and then you bring her over to SmackDown through the draft, like you, you you're setting something up there. And Bianca and Shayna have chemistry from their NXT matches. So for me, it's like hashtag anyone but Carmelo. Like you could have put anyone else in that match and they chose Carmella and I get it. She's a safe choice. She's there. She's not really doing anything, but I, I don't want to see her fighting for titles anymore. Like I, I, I didn't think she deserved it when she was facing Sasha for the, for the title, but she got like two championship matches against Sasha for what, 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 what does she really do to get those? What has she done throughout her career to get that? Yeah. She was money in the bank. She cashed in. She beat Oscar twice. She beat Charlotte twice, but no one cares about Carmella, man. Like, and she, she doesn't need to be in that position. So, it's I'm so interesting. 
how stuff like just trickles into one another. Like, I remember watching uh, a Great American Bash, and when Ia won, be like, damn, like I really thought she's about to come up, like she's about to lose, and like, but now she got the tag titles and she's gonna stay in NXT. And then this happened, just like, damn, this would have been the spot. Yeah. Because if if it would have been like, oh, special guest opponent, and then Eo's music drops in front of a crowd, they would have lost their fucking minds. Yeah. But, but um, and you know it's crazy. I actually said my free write portion in my pre-write portion, but it's you know, uh while that was a negative of the show, a positive is seeing the new faces on SmackDown. We got Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart who came and beat the tag team champions on their first nights on SmackDown. We know that. Tony Storm is working dark matches and she was promoted to becoming a SmackDown soon. We know like Bronson Reed and Karrion Cross have been working dark matches. And it seems like, you know, like they're really about to take a lot of the top NXT talent and bring them up to the rosters. And the rosters really need it. Like, you know, we just talked about how Raw is a three hour show and we're not seeing the United States champion. We're seeing the same people every week. Like we need some new faces, even if it's just five minute matches. Like we just need to see new things going on and the company kind of taking things in a different direction so watching smackdown and seeing Knox and shotzi come out and you know it's like shotzi and Knox to me is better than shotzi and ember so seeing them do that on the main roster is is pretty pretty damn dope so, you know this is like a negative with carmella versus bianca but a positive in that we know there are new faces that are here and they're going to be in those positions eventually cc yeah yeah no i agree and just one quick little note one, I remember when I first noticed in uh, Ember, Moon, Ember Moon back in NXT, I was like, this this is right or whatever. Um, I, I don't think it's coincidence that you felt that way. I think there's probably people in the office who felt the same way or whatever. And it's just like Ember is more NXT because like Ember really embodies like that indie wrestling kind of like spirit. Like you can just see it in her, like the way she is or whatever. But with Tegan and Shotzi, they can do the part where it can go to a little bit wider of a crowd. Um, yeah. For me, what I'm, I'm looking at right now I mean, Black Power, baby. My man Ricochet and Ricochet. Black back in the power. picture. Back in the blocking. picture. Come on. Nigga went out, got him some nice Levi's and whatever. He said, we're not going to do the cute shit no more, my nigga. I'm showing up with a jacket, 8,000 abs and motherfucking Levi's. This is how we getting it rocking out here. Like, here's the thing. For a long ass time, we was talking about, remember, what was it? It was like a year and a half run where they just like made Ricochet do fucking um, squash matches. Do you remember yeah. that shit? It yeah, was like a fam it was bad like and i was like okay like hmm is this and then like when i was re- i was watching it i'm reading this shit and i'm like okay is this the part where the worker puts in the work to show them like yeah no like i'll be like you know you need me on a tuesday you need me on a wednesday you're there like you know you're putting in the work so you curry in favor and i was like hmm let me see blah blah and then in the back of my head i'm like well ricochet seems like a humble dude but i know in his mind he looking at niggas like bro I know I could do this X, Y, and Z, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. The one thing that I felt like he could never say or whatever is like his mic skills or whatever. Like they always needed work just a little bit or whatever. Yeah. Your man coming he's, up he's, now. He's, he's getting better. He's getting better. Your man is coming up now. And then here's the other thing too. Here's the, the last thing that I like that they're doing with him. He fucking beat AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. Finally. Because he's like, he's like 500 and one against him. <laughs> <bro>. <laughs> like, like here's like, the, I don't, like guys, Ricochet beat AJ Styles. Vince takes him seriously now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I was so fucking happy. I don't give. I literally do not care what happens next, except for that he stays important. That's all. Please, please. He's way too fucking good. I'm just. I'm ready to see it. I literally like once I like I, I was off for like a couple of weeks. I wasn't paying attention to shit. And then I jump back in, and like that's when I'm seeing all the Ricochet shit. So I'm catching up. Then I like I'm like wait. 
huh, why are they doing this? And I'm looking at the timeline. I'm like, yo, they about to put this nigga in money in the bank. This nigga's going to be on money in the bank. And I'm like, mm-hmm. listen, I don't give a fuck if he win or not or whatever. After this, like, this is a this is a guy who, if you need him to be, like, in those matches to determine the championship, he's going to give you classics. And on top of that, he's the mid-card guy. Like, he's one of those guys. Like, put let this nigga rock, bro. Like, okay. he's about to do it. So I'm just... Man, keep going, bro. Let's go. Let's go, Ricochet. Yeah. If you're hearing this shit right now, for anybody uh, who fuck with you who's a super fan who get this shit to you, let let them know we all fucking with you. We want to see you in out here or whatever. I mean, yeah. shit, nigga, I'm down here in Florida. If you want to link up, shit like that. <laughs> fuck, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, we could do some yeah. shit or whatever. Make That's some money a, out here. But yeah. Definitely a big, big salute to Ricochet. Uh, let's move into our free ride. I kind of jumped the gun earlier, so I'm going to just pass it off to y'all. Um, CCU. What 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 would you like to see with the current character or storyline as we move forward through the summer? Put Drew on SmackDown. Yeah. SmackDown has enough that you could take six niggas, move on to Raw, put Drew there, and it'll still work. Like, yeah. put Drew on SmackDown. It's time, bro. Like, because here's the thing. Like, uh the one of the greatest things about wrestling back in the day and um chris jericho uh just had his um his his shit with stone cold or whatever they talked about this um yeah oh there was like a summer where they had like a series right and they go out there and he was saying like he was saying they go out there with nothing like and they was just freestyling or whatever but they knew how each other liked to work so they could play and they knew like oh this is your thing so i'm gonna lead you into that and this is your thing i'm gonna lead you into that and they could play off each other but the reason why it worked is because Chris could fucking talk and uh, Steve Austin can talk or whatever. Mm-hmm. Drew can fucking talk. Who the fuck is he talking against? Like, <laughs> there hasn't, Bobby can't talk. Like, MVP mm-hmm. has been great for Bobby, but for me, to be honest, Bobby Lashley as champion is starting to get fucking stale to me. This shit is getting boring. And then Drew chasing after it is starting Ooh. to get boring too. And then when you think about it, I'm like, all right, let's fast forward. They're going to give Drew the shit back, right? Okay, who the fuck is he going to talk to after that? And I'm looking at the, the landscape He's and shit like everybody. that. Bro, I'm like, you can't even have niggas talking to him because, first of all, the first of all, he shouldn't be in that fucking locker room anymore after he was challenging everybody, went through the locker room, started beating niggas ass, stood up to like Braun Strowman to the point where he's about to fu- uh, punch him in the face and shit like that. Like he's walking around here crazy. The fact that he's just not getting touched is stupid. Like storyline wise, this shit don't make sense. You telling me it's all these tough motherfuckers in here, but you just had this one nigga walk through and nobody could say shit to him. And he just beat <laughs> three niggas ass in front of everybody. And ain't nobody going to do shit. Word. And on top of that, he's a really good talk on the mic or whatever so once he gets that that belt back or whatever who the fuck you gonna have him going back and forth with like i've heard drew like like say some fire shit only for the other person to be like yeah drew i don't think that's gonna happen and it's just like yeah. yo it's like imagine if the rock had to do this shit by itself like which he has done sometimes or whatever because he's that good but like the rock and chris jericho like, come on, classics. Like, even like it's just like the rock and Vince. Like, you know, you he has the rock and triple H, like it, it, mouthpiece to mouthpiece. Like, Drew needs to go to smack now. Now, the reason why I say that is because Roman talking better than Drew right now. And sure. Drew is kind of getting stuck. Like, oh, I can see where Drew is. Like, his I don't think pause, but I don't think his sword is being sharpened right now or whatever. Like, as far as like his game, his wrestling, like, as far as wrestling, yeah, because he, you know, as long as you're in a ring, you're going to work on your game. As far mm-hmm. as talking, this nigga has nobody to spar with. Yeah. Put him on SmackDown. There's plenty of talkers over there. You got Kevin, Roman, Seth, literally everyone on SmackDown yeah. is a talker, fam. Like, put Seth, this nigga Sammy. on SmackDown, bro. Yeah, and he Biggie. literally, in, for, bruh, hell I, 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 would, I would love a Drew Big E match. Bruh, bruh, give me Drew and Apollo. I want to see that oh. shit. Like, <laughs> 
I want to see like with the like going. Let me see Drew go for the IC title off of Apollo just because of some shit. Like maybe his first night. Yeah, have Drew stay on the championship level by doing that. Have him come out and challenge Apollo first night or whatever. Yeah. You know, some shit like that. Obviously, Scotland you know, versus he could, Nigeria. Facts. Obviously, he get the nail or whatever, and then like he don't really get it, and they put him off somewhere else. But like build him up, like send Drew to SmackDown. Raw. Everybody knows Raw is boring as fuck. We already know that y'all waiting for the crowd to actually do something exciting. But to be honest with you, bro, like unless you niggas plan on changing the entire landscape of the top mid card in the championship picture, there's no point in waiting for that shit. Send Drew to SmackDown. Shake it all the way to fuck up. So you have to come up with something new and fresh. But that's my shit. That's just me. Hey, you spitting. I ain't got shit to say. Chan, what's, <laughs> what, what would you like to see with a current character or storyline? It's kind of funny. We talked about Ricochet earlier. That's mine. Um, I do think, obviously, like any more Ricochet is always good. But I do think he's reached a point in his career as, as the roster where I would like to see him in a tag team. I think some of the work he did with Aleister Black was super interesting. And I, I just think his, because he's not a great talker, he, his sparring can also be with like a his tag team partner. Doesn't have to be like he's facing someone else. So I was just kind of looking through the raw roster. Funny thing, did you guys know Riddick Moss is still employed by WWE? Are you serious? <laughs> he's still listed on the roster, oh, which shit. is must be a cheap contract. But um, yeah, I think I could definitely see him uh look with Damian Priest. I think that'd be kind of a cool brown Latinx tag team. You have the muscle because I think Ricochet needs someone bigger than him too. Like I think that would be a cool kind of dynamic of like. You know, Damian Priest is his finisher, then he jumps off. I think that'd be a dope tag team for sure. Then I was also thinking kind of on a more like, not manager, but almost like a, a mentor role. I think Jeff Hardy with Ricochet would be dope too. Mm. Like just kind of a storyline. It can start out with them like having matches, but the storyline kind of ends with, you know, Jeff being like, hey, like I've been there. Like I was the kid out there sacrificing my body. Like I, I see something in you, I believe in you. And kind of being like bigger brother. They can have tag matches, but it's more so like Ricochet is the focus of the story. But Jeff is just kind of like in his corner, like go using that nostalgia thing of like, I remember when I got my shot against Undertaker, you cannot miss it, but you got to go for it. You got to dog it out and then have this thing where Ricochet is like having these matches and, you know, being built up as kind of that Jeff Hardy underdog, smaller figure. And I think like Ricochet will sell the hell out of any like match. Like one thing about Ricochet, like he, he be selling. Right. Um, and so I think he could have a really good build as an underdog, you know, facing some of these bigger guys, whether it be, you know, it could be Sheamus for the U.S. title. Um, I mean, he's not going to beat Bobby, but it could be interesting, mm-hmm. that kind of storyline with him facing Bobby. So I just think Ricochet with a partner, I, he's like, I sounds bad, but like for whatever reason, Ricochet is like such a cool wrestler, but like not a cool person. Like it doesn't, his like character doesn't convey like suaveness. So mm-hmm. I think him with a female manager, that would be kind of odd, but I think with him with like a tag partner or muscle kind of like a, you know, HBK diesel type situation where like he just has this other, just this different look to him. I think it would be cool. Even we saw when he got some pants on, he looked infinitely better. Like he looks, that looks cooler with the pants and the hand wrap. So I think building on that with Damian Priest, who is cool, who is like legitimate, I think it's be a dope pair. Bro, Rick, yeah. Channing, this has to happen now because here's the thing like Damien doesn't have like a path to like uh, like he came in solo. So it's like fine or whatever, but he doesn't have a path to like um, like everybody has like this this moment or whatever in their career where there's like this one story is like how they kind of got to that level where it's just like, all right, we're going to keep considering this guy for championships kind of thing. Right. 
fam, you pair Ricochet and Damien together, whatever, have them do a little bit of a run, but have them break up and put on a fucking classic at one of these PPV, PPVs okay. or whatever. Boom. They both go off solo and then do their own shit. Boom. Right there. That's easy money. That's easy ass money. Yeah. You could turn him heel a little bit, give Ricochet a little more edge. Cause right now he's like, even when he tries to be like, like slick or like badass, it's still very baby face, very white. Exactly. Like, like Ricochet got to go bad. He got it because, yeah. and that's the thing too. I think that's why it will work too. Because Damian Pre- Damian Priest already look more like kind of more to the sinister yeah. kind of area than him with their whole rock star shit and everything that he kind of do, like fire and all that shit, whatever. So what you could have, what you could have happen is like it just be a total fucking surprise, like. Everybody would think at some point, once it starts to get to that point where people are starting to feel it, where it's just like, all right, hmm, are they going to break these guys up, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, have that happen. Let it play out and, you know, drop the little hints there and there or whatever. But don't do it so that it already looks like Ricochet is going crazy or whatever. Have it be a thing where, like, maybe Damien's kind of annoyed by some shit or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And then... You know, maybe they did. Maybe they got the titles and they defended them shit or whatever at some point. And then like Ricochet just like go off on them, whatever, and let the other team win or something. Like let that happen because it needs to like shock the fans. Because you need at this point you need a hard reset on this nigga. Because Shannon, you pointed out something really good. Like this nigga looks cool, but he still doesn't like. You yeah. don't give. It, it doesn't have that feeling. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what he. I think he need that. That's a good idea. Damn, it's I need just, to see that. Now. It's just so funny. You think about like ricochet like his moveset is so cool but like to think about him versus someone like montez ford or roman reigns who just like is cool like someone yeah. who knows nothing about wrestling can see roman reigns. yeah Ricochet, it feels forced it doesn't feel yeah. yeah he needs to like something to kind of ease him into whatever his character is supposed to be he now. gotta ultimately like honestly he gotta like ricochet gotta like stop well he stopped this he already stopped the face where he looked happy to be there so he good with that mm-hmm. the other part he has to stop or whatever is like the I'm trying really hard. I want to get this. Like, you can't, like, he yeah, got to cut that shit out. own that shit. Yeah, he got to be like, no, nah, this shit mine, nigga. Like, like fuck that. Boss up on niggas. <laughs> yeah. I'm rich. Like, he, like, like, if, because if we're being, like, completely honest, like, character aside, his in-ring work is, it's, it's, it's elite. Like, it's Bro. elite. Like, he's, he's super athletic. Like, he, like, Montez Ford and him are probably the same, but Montez's characters are so much more interesting. Yeah. Wait, so, it's wait. like, we're going to pick Montez over Ricochet. Bro, Ricochet's in ring is like like a lot of people should be looking at that and trying to embody that. Yeah, he needs to. He just needs to. Inject, I think it'll help if somebody comes along and tells him like, take every move that you do and try to inject personality into it, and like yeah. only just keep the ones that work. Because here's the thing, and I, I'm glad you use Montez. This nigga Montez makes an event out of a rest hold. Yeah. <laughs> like when he grabs you and he says, I just like uh, eyes open and shit or whatever. But all he doing yeah. is just got you a little headlock. That's it or whatever. But makes a whole thing out of it. Like that's the difference or whatever. Like Ricochet get the moves off and the moves yeah. need to be is cool. It need to be the nigga doing the move look fucking crazy. I mean that's what ultimately like even think about like something is like a uh, simple like a they have uh, cups. They make red solo cups cool. They're just red solo cups, bro. Yeah. And you don't even are. know what's in them. You don't even know what's in them. <laughs> yeah. The niggas think it's henny. Some of the yeah. young kids think it's lean. <laughs> The, the white people probably think it's also Henny. I don't know. You know, he's gonna light. But like, yeah, it's just like, it, like think about like something simple, like Triple H, like pedigree or whatever. Like, think about his character. Like, think about what that move is. Is putting your head down, grabbing your your arms or whatever, and then like slamming you face into the ground. And like, think about how Triple H moves as a person. He's always trying to like cut you off or whatever, and like not give you an out or whatever. So his move even makes sense. Like, this is what I'm saying. Like, he just gotta like 
put some swag on his shit. As soon as he get that, he be all right. So honestly, mm-hmm. they just need to have like you know make Friday nights nigga nights with the um with the uh, the homies all at uh down at WWE or whatever. Take all them niggas just like go out play some poker or some shit or whatever. Play some spades in the room or whatever. Just like have some you know just get you know get that sauce going over there so he could walk in just be like yo talk like yeah. that when you on the mic whatever. Just have somebody say yeah. that to him. You straight. Yeah, he, he needs to start drinking Hennessy pretty much. He needs, yeah, he needs to start bring the Hennessy to yo. Be like goods. What yo? If you walk to the, if you walk to the ring with a Henny bottle, I swear to God, nigga, I'm buying all your merch. Game changer. Monthly, the same Game shit changer. over and over. What's funny yeah. is that if it if it was 1995, Vince would be like, I'm listening. Facts. <laughs> is that what they drink? <laughs> oh really? Hennessy <laughs> to the ring. Okay, tell me more. Tell me more. I do love a beverage in ring. I do. Vince does love milk. <laughs> beer he loves he loves a drink he loves he do yeah he does he does uh moving into our room right now usually we would give you guys a very lengthy background but we're not because we have a special patreon segment coming up so i can't give away any information because we're putting cc and chan on the hot seat so what i will say what i will say is we are rewriting money in the bank catchings now the money in the bank concept was introduced by a certain character in a certain year for a certain pay-per-view and basically, uh, the situation is if you win the Money in the Bank ladder match, you have access to a contract that guarantees you a championship match for the next calendar year. So you can cash in anytime, anywhere, whenever you would like. And we have seen some legendary cash-ins throughout uh, its time that, that it has existed because it debuted in a certain year, like I said. Um, and we're, we're going to talk about some of our favorite ones when we get into the Patreon segment. But um, that's really all the background that I can provide for you all because we're going to jump right into our rewrites. And I think it would make the most sense to go chronologically. So we're going to start with CCCC. Which Money in the Bank cash-in are you rewriting and how would it go? In 2016, Dean Ambrose wins the Money in the Bank contract. Mm-hmm. He uses it later to whop the shit out of Seth Rollins and take his mm-hmm. championship. Mm-hmm. Goes on to defend it against Dolph Ziggler. Shout out Chan at SummerSlam, but he kept it. And then he lost it to AJ Styles and, you know, life was that. I was thinking, hmm, a lot of interesting things going around around that time. You know, 2016 and whatnot. There's a lot of people that was uh in the WWE. Some of them are not here now. And I was thinking about it. I said, hmm, what could... uh. What could um what could Dean do instead of cashing out cashing in uh the night of money in the bank? Um, because you know that was the obvious one, right? You know, go and take Seth Rollins. So here's what I was thinking. Money in the bank happens. I'm gonna pre- I'm gonna let you guys know. I want him to take it at I want him to take uh, a championship at SummerSlam or whatever, mm. right? This is what I want. From money in the bank to SummerSlam, including the night of money in the bank, Dean just fucking trolls Seth. With like with like taking the the um the championship or whatever. And like this kind of like goes on for a while or whatever. Um, but like uh at some point, like before that or whatever, like unbeknownst to like everyone that was going on, like let's just say like on a, a random like um regular live show or whatever, like Seth just like loses his um title or whatever, and then like he goes on to like kind of like go what he was normally doing or whatever. Whoever gets the title, does I don't really give a shit or whatever. Um, Dean like basically just trolls um the the WWE World Championship uh person or whatever who has that shit for like up until like SummerSlam and shit like that. And he's just trolling them and trolling them. So what is happening is like the way I'm seeing is this is like the person will have matches in the middle of the match. Dean music just start or whatever. And then like maybe he's sitting on a sideline with the uh, suitcase and it looked like he about to walk up. And you know and like you know 
how like John, like this nigga John Moss. He the thing about Dean is like he was such a good like facial actor that he could do that thing where he like walks up and he's like you know he's about to do it and he's just like you know he has that face or whatever like he's like yeah i'm gonna get it get it and then he just like turns he's like eh, i don't think so and he just goes like he just leaves like walks through the crowd or whatever and he does this shit a few times or whatever and then like he kind of stops maybe like two months before or whatever and then like you kind of stop seeing on tv for a little bit then he jumps on like again in like the background doesn't really have any matches or whatever and like you know like the fans are wondering or whatever um one of the people in the back with the mic asked him they're like dean you know like when are you gonna are you gonna like cash this in do you have any plans or whatever we haven't seen you for a while you did it you know you hesitated these times like what's what's going on is this like the lunatic fringe do you not have a plan are you just being crazy or whatever and then he just like looks at him like the person asked like eight questions right and he just looks at him he just goes yeah <laughs> and then that's just it <laughs> and then summer sam comes or whatever this amazing match or whatever we have the inaugural wwe uh universal championship mm. finn balor seth rollins or whatever dean comes in at the very end takes both of these motherfuckers out takes the universal championship <laughs> yeah. that's that's my motherfucking rewrite and it would be so funny because all of the fans who love finn would immediately hate him but those are the same kind of people who really love dean and he mm -hmm. also beat seth too who they also hate so it puts him in that middle position and now you can run a three of them around that title for a minute mm. I, like it. I like it i thought about it i was like you know, they had Dean's do some shit, but he never like he was a lunatic fringe and never really did no like lunatic like let's do some loony shit. <laughs> and it's also good because you have the parallel how like Seth did it with like the, the triple yes. thing, like, with him and like that, that hey, parallel of like fucking Zach got got like you mm -hmm. got got now. Like you can even have a segment exactly. after that. It didn't have it could be two seconds, but just like Seth is in like the hallway, like shocked at the match, and Paul Heyman just walks by it's like hmm, and just like laughed. Come on. Like, it's like, hmm. And just like <laughs> Sucks to meet you and hate we're on the other side now. That's <laughs> and you know what that sets up too. That sets up Brock coming from the Universal yeah. Championship from Dean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Especially after because that was the year that they had their street fight at WrestleMania mm -hmm. 32, and Brock whooped his ass. So it's, mm -hmm. Dean's like, oh, yo, you, I'm, I'm gonna have to see you again. All right, but I'm, I'm the champion. So you know, because they was both be there that night. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm, I like that. I like that. I like that. Little marbles um, with it for you guys. Moving chronologically, and I'm I'm terrified for this one. <laughs> Channing, what this what is the one I really wanted to do. Oh my god. So uh as you know, I have an affinity for the mid-card and the like, especially those who I feel like don't get their justice. I feel there's a lot of wrestlers who like you you don't like them because they're so good at what they do not in like a, they're such a good heel but like their job is to like essentially be filler for other people and to kind of lose matches like that's their mm -hmm. job like mm -hmm. Baron Corbin Dolph Ziggler their, their jobs are to obviously pop up win here and there but they're like really like bridge characters to get you from one thing to the other so of course um take by 2017 Baron Corbin which in terms of money in the bank cards, this is back when they were still doing like the dual branded one, like the like single branded one. So this is like just a SmackDown card. Let me just read you this card. It's it's not um New Year's Revolution good. Like that was iconic card. This is but this is wild. So um the money in the bank match, you know, that's a fine match. Um, but the other matches that year, let me pull it up real quick. My God. I thought I had it. 
Sorry. Hey. So, to start hey. the start the match, let me start the card. We have the Hype Bros, Mojo oh, Raleigh and Zack Ryder defeated the Colognes. That's the first. That's pre-show. First match after that, Carmelo. The Colognes were still there in 2017? Yes, sir. Pre-show. Pre-show champion. Pre-show legends. Wow. Um, Carmella with James Ellsworth defeats Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Natalia, and Tamina to get the money in the bank. First ever women's win the big win. Damn, right now, all four of those people, every commentator Insane. is saying Insane. that this person is going to be in the Hall of Fame afterward. Insane. All four of the people that she beat. Are you? Okay, sorry. It's like you have the current SmackDown Tag Team Champions, Charlotte Flair, who is in the title picture of Becky Lynch. And you get Carmella win, not once, but twice. Mm -hmm. uh, the New Day defeated the Usos by Countout, which was annoying as fuck. Um, Naomi defeated Lana. In the first Magnum Women's title, Jinder Mahal defeated Randy. Brazongo defeated the Ascension. That was the that was the fifth match on the card, main card, just randomly on that card. Three minutes, 50 seconds. Um, and then you have the match that Barry Corbin wins. So Barry Corbin wins. Um, this is still when Cena's around, but really is like in a much more part-time role, as most of you remember. There's kind of like the interaction between him and gender. We're like, okay, are we getting like Cena Nation, U.S. Cena versus gender? I'm here for it. Baron Corbin interrupts um, attempts to cash in, but in typical Baron Corbin fashion, is like distracted by John Cena, loses the match, loses the opportunity, wastes his thing, squanders it. It goes on to have a match with John Cena, which he loses to SummerSlam, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, gender, as you guys kind of remember, this is when he goes off to face Shinsuke Nakamura um, twice before then heading into your Survivor Series. Oh, no, he loses. Survivor Series, he was heading into about to face um, Brock. He loses mm -hmm. to AJ with the calf crusher on his small legs. Um, what I would do, very simple, um, and although it does pain me to have the modern-day Maharaja drop his title, um, I think you let Baron get it. I think you really, I think Baron Corbin, besides obviously like giving you the Indian market, which I think, which was most people think is a big part of why um, gender was champion. Um, he gives you that kind of heel hated figure champion. Baron Corbin can work. Um, he's a fine talker, like not the best talker, but he can convey, you know, a message. I think what you really do though, is I think you kind of run a very similar play because if you remember before this, Baron Corbin was also feuding with Shinsuke. Um, he attacks him before the Monday big match. So it makes sense that Shinsuke would then come back to face him. Um, I think you run the play with AJ Styles where you're like, oh, okay, of course they're not going to let Baron Corbin go into the Survivor Series with the title. I think you have him beat AJ Styles just further, just, just digging in. Like at this point, he's already champion. Like if Baron Corbin defeats AJ Styles clean, the like, internet goes <laughs> stupid. <laughs> meltdown. When I say Twitter melts down, like, First off, Ring of Honor as a company, TNA as a company, have to disband. They have to fold. If your greatest king, AJ Styles, cannot cannot defeat Baron Corbin, your company is a sham. It's uh, over. He would have um, been uh, Killmonger before Killmonger. Yeah, bro, is this your king? <laughs> this is your king? Uh, yeah, that would be funny as hell if he took out him. And then I think what you do is you set up the big feud where you have Brock and Paul talking about who the fuck is Baron Corbin. Like for Survivor Series, like that's 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 kind of the 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 storyline. It's like, why the fuck am I facing Baron Corbin? Like even Paul, even Brock's like, what are you talking about? Like, and then you go into it. That. 
Yeah, I'm not wasting my time with that. Like, I'm not doing that. And you have this thing where Baron Corbin's like, no, fuck you, Brock. Like, you think you just because you, I'm I'm the champion too. And you have Baron sort of antagonize Brock on um, Raw. Yes. Not necessarily like physically jumping him, but just like. No, having, I know like, exactly what you mean. People get to him having like his shit not be right. Because Baron Corbin, obviously, I can't beat up Brock. Like, Brock is just too big. And also Baron Corbin's not small enough where like. Him like sneaking up on Brock is not really like, you're he's also like six five, like he's still big. Like he's also a strategic uh wrestler too. Like he's right. thinking, mm-hmm. like, okay, what's the the path of least resistance to, right. <laughs> to win it? Yeah. Right. And so I think what you do is you get Baron a couple flunkies that make their debut at Survivor Series, and then you have him. I'm not gonna who who I you're who do you think he's gonna be? I don't I want to hear it. I'm just excited. Oh, I think you have um someone like Shelton Benjamin do it. I think it works best you have Shelton Benjamin do it. I think you have Shelton Benjamin like kind of just be like around like, hey, Brock, like I'm, you know, happy for you. And then he just turns on him, just Mm. turns on him right at the match, like like fucks him over. And then Barry Corbin wins the Survivor Series. (laughs) And I think that is that that's what you you have Baron Corbin get a clean win over Brock Lesnar. And now this is what payout, sends Brock to AEW. The payout is large. <laughs> the payout would be large. I would get Brock does not show up to lose. I hear it. But I think if you involve his friend Shelton, you kind of give Shelton a good look on a big stage. It's good for business. Because I do think, though, Brock, one thing we also know, he only wrestles people he respects. And Bear Corbin having, like, the NFL thing, having the amateur boxing thing, I do think there is a level of, like, okay, this guy's an athlete. Like, I can I can really have a match with him. Like it might not be, he's not the favorite character, but like people don't really like me either. Like I'm Brock Lesnar, like who gives a fuck? And I, I think you might be able to get them on that kind of, you know, MAGA alt-right accord. Um, and so <laughs> I think I think you have someone like Shelton Benjamin or someone from Brock's past come and interrupt the match. He wins Survivor Series, boo parade. Um, and then you can have him lose to, you know, AJ Styles something after that. But I think the big thing you want is you establish Barry Corbin because all you need is the one-time world champion moniker. Like former world champion, once you have it on you, it's always on you. Yeah. And I think establishing Baron Corbin is like, oh, and obviously Baron Corbin's gonna just talk about it forever. He's gonna I be mean, like, look what he did oh. with the King shit. Like, yeah, yeah. I Two pin years. Brock Lesnar. I pin Brock Lesnar. I beat Brock Lesnar. Like, I will. He will always have that. And I'm just yeah. a big fan of whenever you have characters having them have these like tentpole things of like, I did this. Exactly. I have this accomplishment. Like, you can never take it away from me. It's something I can always kind of go back to. Um, and so, yeah, that's what I think. You um, know, you just realize you realize you just set up also Shelton Benjamin's redemption because he was Shelton Benjamin. This would be the next the next time, the the second time that he's in uh, kind of like a faction with a championship level um, right. wrestler or whatever. But this time he goes and because he's with Baron Corbin, you can have Shelton turn on him to like mm-hmm. maybe help him like lose the, the championship to AJ or whatever mm-hmm. and then like it's like Shelton's like nah dude like I've been I've played the number two this whole time it's my time now come yeah. on man and then oh Channing you a god this is some, oh I wish I would have seen the shit we need I know Marvel got the what if they need to do a never mind I'm gonna say no if I lose some money hold on for my rewrite, I'm taking it to 2019. Now, I don't know if you all remember, but 2019 Money in the Bank, um, we saw we saw Bailey win, and she catched him that night. But we also saw a man come in at the very end of the match while Ali is up on the ladder about to grab the briefcase and grab the glory, and then he hears the turn, 
And he just looks completely shocked. And he could have still grabbed the briefcase before Brock got there, but it was just the shock of like, oh shit, Brock Lesnar's here. And, you know, the, the thing about it was Sami Zayn was supposed to be in the match. Braun Strowman yeah. takes him out. So it's a seven-man match, and there's supposed to be eight guys in the match. So Brock comes in at the end, shocks Ali, throws him off the ladder, grabs the briefcase. We get that iconic picture of him sitting on top of the ladder with the briefcase, just laughing at everyone <laughs> like, yeah, 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 I thought I was done after Seth beat me, and here I am back again. Like, you couldn't live with your failure, and where did that bring Where did that bring you? Right back, back to, to me. me. <laughs> And this gave us one of the most entertaining runs of Brock's career where he turned the briefcase into a big Bluetooth speaker and he's running around having a Brock party. He's toying with Seth and, and Kofi playing their entrance music, dancing. Brock did a fucking shuffle. I don't, I don't know what kind of shuffle that was. I don't know if he thought it was like the Cuba shuffle or something or like surprisingly Fleet footed. Surprisingly Fleet footed. Surprisingly yeah, he, was, he, was, he was looking all right. He, was, he, was, he, was, he, danced, he danced better than a lot of people I know who would try to do that shit. So, <laughs> You know, uh, in, in reality, his cash-in occurs at Extreme Rules after Seth and Becky defeat Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans. For me, I would have held off a bit because, like, one thing Brock did so well, <clears throat> he was one of the most threatening Money in the Bank's holders, is that he's Brock Lesnar. He doesn't need the briefcase to beat you. But you give a beast the briefcase. And he's, he's pulling up on Raw every week with Paul, just talking shit, just like, oh, I might catch him tonight. Like, Brock didn't even know the rules of the briefcase because he's never needed it. Like, <laughs> he's Brock. He, he didn't know the yeah. rules. Like, like Brock was reading the contract. He was like, wait, I have a full year. And then he starts hitting Paul over the head with the contract. Like, why wouldn't you tell me that? And like, Paul's like, I thought you knew. He's, he's like, I'm Brock. Why, why, why would I need to know that? So I would hold off a bit until SummerSlam. 2019. Now, SummerSlam 2019, we got a match between, uh, in reality, it was Seth versus Brock for the title because Brock was Universal Champion. But, and that was because Brock cashed in the Extreme Rules. However, with Brock not doing that, I would do Brock defeating Kofi earlier because Kofi defeated Randy Orton at SummerSlam 2019. So what you do is you have Kofi versus Randy. They, they have a really, really good match, very physical. They're both tired. And right when it looks like Randy Orton's about to hit the RKO and win. Brock's music, music hits. Brock comes in. He F5s Kofi, sends him out of the ring, same way he did Braun Strowman at Crown Jewel. And then Brock and Randy, I don't know if y'all remember, yeah. SummerSlam 2016, Brock and Randy had a match that Brock won by TKO. Beat his ass. <laughs> so Brock is like, hey, Randy, you know what I'm saying? It looked like you was about to win, but this is my time. So Brock catches in, turns it into a triple threat match. F5s Randy a bunch of times and actually makes Randy tap out to the Kimura lock. That's how he defeats Randy Orton. Because what that does is it gives Kofi a redemption type thing. It's like, I wasn't even pinned and I lost my title. Like, Kofi Mania is over now. Like, I need to fight my way back up. He, he, he tries to get there. Brock cooks him to retain the title. But we get a Brock-Randy feud that's longer than just a month. Like, we're, like we really see Randy on the mic, like, barring up. Because I feel like with, with against Brock, like, an opponent like that, that Randy only – experience one time, Randy's going to step his mic skills up and really put a lot into it. Brock only works with people that he really respects. So I think Randy would take that like a certain way and really like put a lot of energy into it. We get Paul Heyman versus Randy Orton promos. We get, you know, Randy Orton, RKO and Brock while he's in the ring, just standing there looking beefy. We get Brock F5 and him and like, you know, who who knows? Because that that's August. I think in like October uh, was, was a Hell in a Cell. We might get a Brock-Randy Hell in a Cell match. 
Come on, man. Come on. Come on. Come on. Honestly, I need to see it now. Now I need to. It needs to happen right now. Yeah. I need ready to bring back the um the pyro rain too. Like if you're gonna do it, just do it. Like just go all the way. Just burning my light. (laughs) Just burning my light. Bring it all the way back. Cause that 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 view feels so like 2012 to me. And I just like would love to see that view. Like I said, because they really like the match had to be stopped because Brock was really beating his ass. So you really see Randy's just face would just change. As soon as he heard him, he was like, finally, got another shot out. Like, exactly. I, like he could like look he like forget about Kofi like all right no I need to handle this yeah. right now like we got to see each other right now yeah yeah because with with their history with Randy kind of getting screwed when he's about to win the title you could babyface Randy so then you have and like babyface Randy was cool like I, I fuck with Randy as a baby it's not good. he's a great heel but I, I like babyface Randy too so you babyface him and you kind of have him in that position where it's like yo Brock like yo you destroyed me a couple years ago. You came in, you screwed me up. And I, I like, well, we, we haven't even interacted in the last three years. You felt the need to come into my title match and screw me. Like, nah, bro. Like, I'm not, like, I, 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 like, we, let's go. Let's get it. Let's go into hell in a cell. So, yeah, I, I would have that. Randy wouldn't beat him. Like, Brock would end up probably holding the title until WrestleMania 36, where, where he lost to Drew. But, like, at least, like, we can kind of have that more personal story uh, between them. Um, and you know, like I, while I love Kofi mania, like his reign wasn't the best. So like you, you ended a couple months sooner and Kofi's one of those characters kind of like how, how we talk about Sasha Banks. She's more interesting when she's chasing Kofi is more interesting when he's chasing. So you have Kofi chasing, you have Kofi, you know, don't do any more gauntlet matches, but you put him in fatal four ways. You, you, you maybe do a tournament, you do something like that where, where Kofi's the guy where like, all right, now we want Kofi to win. And, it doesn't work out and then he can go back to the tag team division or he can become an intercontinental champion but you know i feel like ending that reign sooner as having brock cash in at SummerSlam, like that's like who, how many people have cash in at SummerSlam? it's not something that happens often we had randy cash in on daniel bryan 2013 SummerSlam. that was a good one. i can't think of any other money in the bank cash ins at SummerSlam. so you have brock lesnar do that like on randy orton it's magical What's what you get out of it too? I think one of the storylines that's always super compelling with Brock is the whole like he's never around, like he's not even here. Uh, I think what what gets annoying is that like the people like Roman would say it, but it's like everyone yeah, would like we don't really want you around either. I think Randy, you could twist it where it's like basically the things you guys think about Brock. He's this force. He's scary. He's this and that. I'm actually that every week. Like he and he's like I've been doing this. For 20s, I am that. Like the way you mm-hmm. think about Brock, I really do this every single week. Like, y'all should be scared of me. Like, and I mm-hmm. think that could be kind of the angle of like, y- like him basically like y'all trying to play me. Like I should be afraid of Brock Lesnar. Like I'm Randy Orton. Like, are you kidding me? Like, and that could be the feud of like legacy versus like this stuff of like, yeah, I've been doing this and I will keep doing this. Like, yeah. Channing, Channing, do you know what you? D- I hold on, Armand. First of all. Thank you. Thank you, my my brother, for, for that contribution. You y'all niggas just this has to ha- like hold on. Like, I, all right. I thought about this when the edge and Randy shit happened, whatever. And then it was over. I looked at it and I was like, um, like, they're going to have to find something for Randy or whatever. And then they had him with the Fiend. And I was like, OK, this is interesting. And then I got stale or whatever. And then they, they put him with Matt or whatever. As soon as they put him with Riddle or whatever, I was like, oh, OK, this that part. Or whatever. This is um, what is it? Uh, Chauncey Billis on Denver or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, ah, this that part. 
AI on Denver is this is this is just the last couple rounds for the the series is over whatever that series finale about to come it's a lot of a lot of season finales but that series finale about to come around so that's what I was starting to think and I'm looking at him too and I'm just like yeah because y'all woke now and shit whatever his kids whatever and shit like that like he's older or whatever it could be about that time you never know whatever then I thought about it and I was like they're gonna like there has to be like they had him like you know, punt all the legends and all that stuff. I was like, there has to be something else or whatever. And I just thought of this crazy shit. Fam, when the crowds come back, and that's probably who they say, they they probably saving Brock for the crowds and shit like that. I don't know what they got planned. Mm-hmm. Probably like him surprising Roman or some shit like that. That's still going to be cool. Don't care. Like, that's going to be fire. But Yeah, because Paul Heyman been tweeting about it. Paul Heyman's been tweeting like pictures of Brock. Like, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. but it, he's been getting kind of spicy. Okay. So here's the thing. Fam. You have like you know whatever can happen can happen like Brock like let's just bring Brock uh Brock back in for rest of 2021 everything's fine whatever he goes into 2022 and shit like that around that same time whatever Randy and Matt are kind of doing their shit and then they have this thing where like you know they don't really work as a tag team that much all the time but like they're just like you know they they school like that whatever like supporting each mm-hmm. other here and there and shit like that maybe even Randy like sneakily doing some shit like helping them win a match here or there or like a pay review and like Matt saying you know Riddle saying like oh I didn't need you to do that or some shit like that and then returning the favor but they still stay cool or whatever and then like you know they just going you know they're going about their business going about their business and just like one day or whatever like you know Riddle can't find Randy or whatever and then like you don't see Randy for like a month you know maybe two months or whatever then like he kind of pops up again or whatever and he's like you know bro what happened where was looking all over for it? you know all that stuff whatever and then um, Randy, like, listens to everything he has to say. And, like, you know, uh, Riddle asks him a couple of questions. He just stares at him with that dumb face or whatever, waiting for an answer. And then Randy just looks at him and says, this, there's something I have to do or whatever. And he's like, and he's like, what or whatever. And he, like, stops Randy, like, grabs him by the arm. He's like, where are you going or whatever? Because he's like, you know, he hasn't seen him in a couple of months. He's genuinely worried. And then, like, Randy just looks back and says, there's one more legend to kill. Mm fam and then he just pops up at whatever like let's say like brock already got a big match with somebody at one of these big pbvs or whatever one of the big mm. four or whatever this nigga randy pops up rkos this nigga out of nowhere set up that feud for them to have a series and shit and they go do that shit they put on a fucking classic at wrestlemania or whatever to either like hopefully like maybe this is like the end of randy's career or something like that but they gotta run that shit back like like, but this time, like, because Randy's like even more like older and wiser or whatever, he could really play those games with Brock or whatever. So, like, you got this guy who's like a great strategic like mind versus this this unstoppable force. That's gonna be some interesting shit to play with or whatever. On top of the history and all that shit, it's yeah. just like what? So I'm just thinking about this shit. I'm like, bro, you just wrote 2021 too. Like, we need to see that shit. I need mm-hmm. to see. I need to see Randy say, "I got one more legend to kill." Go and try to murder Brock Lesnar. I need to see it. I wish there was something that Brock cared about. It sounds bad. I wish there was something that Brock cared about <laughs> um, because that would be really interesting angle. The angle is it's like the flip side of what we usually get with Brock, where it's like Brock does not want to wrestle, but Randy's like, no, no, you need to come wrestle. Like, you need yeah. to come. Like, I need I need you, like, ace. I mean, him just antagonizing Brock like that. Brock, exactly. Like, Brock, I don't wrestle. Like, I'm done. I'm leaving y'all alone. And Randy's like, no, no, no. Like, I need this. And then yeah. that kind of drives Randy. Like, so he has to, like, as well, I got to do it. Yeah, because yeah. because we know Randy likes being people people's family members up. So Brock, yeah, like I was a, bro, I was just about to say, show or something. I, I would save some my content on the side. I don't know. 
yeah. yeah, do some content on the side. How does like have Randy like showing up? Like, cause what we need to see is we need to see like Brock get like um got get like um personally like upset to where we look at it. We like like you know when like all right, say for example like you know you walking down the street or whatever. And you see like a, a group of drunk people or whatever. And like one of the guys like like is like stumbling or whatever. He like leans and like breaks the window of somebody like back uh, the back window of somebody's car. If you walking down the street, you see that the, the feeling you thinking is, oh, whatever. And then what's the next thing you looking for? Whoever the fuck car that is, whatever. Because, you yeah. know, they're going to be like, yo, what the fuck? Well, That's yeah. how we need to get Brock. Like we need to get the, him to the point where he feel like Randy did to or some shit, did some shit to him where we like, yo, I got to get you. <laughs> in the words of the Usos, it's just like, yo. And then the crowd just looking at it like, yo, you gonna let this nigga disrespect you like that? <laughs> like, that would be fire. That would be fire. Need I need it. Need that. Yeah, nah, nah. You guys took my rewrite to another level, but I fuck with it. I fuck with it. Hey, this is why hey, we you come set together. the play. I just dunked this shit, man. This is why we do this. So that is our main show, ladies and gentlemen. But for those on the Patreon, we have a very, very special segment for you all. So I'm transitioning from Armand into Alex Tritra Black. Um, black I, I am going to be the host of rewriters trivia first ever rewriters trivia and you are going to learn some background and some special facts on money in the bank through this trivia trivia segment so cc are, are you ready uh no but yeah let's do it chan are you ready really happy to be here steve all right <laughs> wonderful 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 so we're gonna these are gonna go from easy to to hard so you know just did really dig deep into your minds no googling no wikipedia this is this is this is all galaxy brain you know usually we forecast the future but we're taking a trip through the past up to 2021 so let's start with a what an easy one this is a lot who introduced the money in the bank concept and when did they do it this is for two points so like so so you get an answer for saying who introduced it and then the year that they introduced it is edge because we did this it was edge um, New Year's Revolution, two thousand one, maybe. Incorrect. Damn. No, it's Jericho. Jericho did it on Raw. Jericho brought mm -hmm. it up on Raw, and Edge won it. Yes, Jericho on Raw. And what year was it when when he introduced it? I don't know, but I'm sure I'm gonna, he'll tell you. I'm going to say talk about things. I'm going to say oh nine. Mm, incorrect. Incorrect. It's a little earlier than that. Two thousand seven. Earlier than that. Oh four. Later than that. Oh five. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so sixteen. It's the sixteenth money in the bank. God uh, damn, bro! It don't well, feel like it's been that long. There, there, there's been more than that. We're, I just we're, told my we're, age. We're, I we're really gonna. This is the sixteenth year of it, but there's been more okay. money in the bank matches than than there's been years in this time. But yes, Chris Jericho introduced it to Eric Bischoff in two thousand five. I was going. I was going to say Eric Bischoff. That's yeah. the one I can remember. For WrestleMania 21. Now, uh, in the inaugural Money in the Bank match, there were six participants. So you get one point for each participant.